Welcome to episode four of the Foyne Jones Show. Today, I've got Jason Key from the wonderful Kalo in the, in the studio. He's going to share his story and help me give some inspiration to our stars of the future. I'm never, ever going to get tired of listening to our intro music, Charlie. You've done that so well. We are back in the studio. It's an exciting day. We're in Sussex by the sea. Our guest has brought the worst weather with him. It's dark, it's wet, it's miserable. And the football didn't go too well for him last night. But this is episode four. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are on season six of the Foyne Jones Show. This episode, well, this series and this episode is all about what he says up there. It's about inspiring. Inspiring our stars of the future. And that's for all the industries our podcast touches. Today's guest is going to talk about the KBB industry. He's ripping it up at the moment. I've told you that publicly. I see that in terms of what he's doing. But he's working for an exciting brand, an exciting product. And he's got an inspirational story to tell because it's not always been good times. And hopefully he's going to share that with us, Charlie. Jason Key, welcome to the show. Hello. You doing all right, mate? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, good to be here. We had a lovely warm-up session before you came down Charlie we've got it all out of our system but today we will be talking about Jason's story uh, we're going to focus on what happened during lockdown and comparing yeah. that to what, where he is now uh, there will be the traditional element of every Foyne Jones show episode the podcast is not the podcast without some football banter and I've caused that sorry I know you want me to change the first two words Jace <laughs> but I've called it glory glory Tottenham Hotspur so we've, got, we've got to start somewhere which is always difficult with producer Charlie being a being a lifelong Arsenal fan so how he's going to edit this what he's going to come out like we don't know um we're going to end with giving our listeners and the next generation some advice. But let's start by getting to know you, mate. Tell, tell the listeners who you are and, and what you do. I'm sure they'll know, yeah, but so over to you, pal. Jason, um, I, I currently work for uh, Kalo, which I'm sure, I'm hoping, everyone knows about by now. I've, I've been hard at work trying to make that the case. Um, not always been easy. I think typical sales guys can kind of bounce around from job to job and industry to industry, and I kind of finally found what I wanted yeah. Um, after like you say a very difficult you know, Covid time and bad luck we'll, we'll, come, we'll come on to that mate because I know you've been really open and you yep. you know I'm a mental health ambassador especially with fellas and um, I'm proud of the work we've done but but you've you've shared your story yeah. you've helped others mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and I do want to come back to that but for the uneducated right yeah. for those that have been you know just kind of had their eyes closed and their ears closed and they've not been checking out what's going on how would you describe Kalo to the to, to someone who just arrived on this planet mate Kalo is because it's a sexy product, but a, I want to give you the yeah. floor. The way I kind of describe it, it's it's one of the very few unique items that's, that that is a must-have now. And I think yeah. everyone does kind of describe it as a must-have in the kitchen showroom, in the kitchen, around the home. It's versatile, can go in, in any room, but it's just different. It's got something unique. You, I, I did actually a post yesterday and said, like, why would you consider Kalo? There's hundreds of doors, there's hundreds of hobs, there's hundreds of ovens, there's hundreds of handles, worktops. There's only one of us. We've got yeah. no competitors, it's unique, it's wow factor, it's a great talking point. 
and it does exactly what it says in the tin. You know, it keeps your drinks at the perfect temperature. So and, it's and it looks and it looks good. Yeah, it's yeah. aesthetically beautiful. It looks, it looks good. It's it's attractive. It's a, it's just it gets eyeballs talking. One thing I've always been intrigued with, and you, you hopefully be able to answer this: Where's the name from? So, Kevin, our founder, yeah. um, initially it was called Kazen. Okay. Which was a Japanese word. I must get it right, otherwise I get told off. It's a Japanese no word. No pressure, Kev, right? Do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? No, yeah, no Japanese pressure, Jace. Word, Japanese word for continuous development. So yeah. very much like the crown. Yeah. The circular, you know, continuous movement. So, um, and obviously it, it, with the lighting system on the top, it was very much looked like a halo. Yeah. And I think Kazen... Yeah. And, and Halo, it kind of conjoined as Halo, and, um, and that's now what's on the tip of everyone's tongue now. And, and it works, though, mate. You know, it's, it's it the, br- the, the brand synonymous with what yeah. it does. And, and I don't know any competitors out there that are doing anything right. like it. So it stands alone. Yeah. Um, it gives people an option, and, and you're very much a big part of the journey, mate, and a big I'd part like of that so. business, aren't you? Yeah, I'd like to think so. Um, it just was the right product, the right company, the right people at the right time, and it all just the stars aligned for me. Um, which we'll talk about, but yeah, yeah we will. just um, I wanted something that was very much like like the Kuka story, yeah. something that was unique, standalone, easy to retrofit, mm. easy to plan into your displays. Didn't need a, an abundance of wall space or changing whole displays. I wanted something that was just simple. I could walk in there, be different, have a different product, and it was not an easy sell, but something that didn't need a lot of time to think about. Do I want it or not? Mm. And and that's kind of what I've done with it, and it's it's proven. You know, we've we've. You know, got st- hundreds of dealers now, sort of pushing sort of 450 now, and um, it, it's yeah, it's proved a, a, not a gamble for for clients to take on. It's not a big decision. It's something like I say, unique, different, and they can just apply it in the showroom quite easily. Fantastic, and, and I think that's the that ease of installation is 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 a mm. real big factor. We we had the we had the Kuka installed in yeah. my place earlier this week, and like the he's, he's fantastic lad. Yeah. But he was in and out. Quickly, you know, mm. and and I think that that element is what what people want. But but we all want that luxury product. Yeah. We all want the must have. We all want something which is that little bit more desirable. Um, what what excites me the most about about what you're doing, and I guess that's why we will talk about it. That's mm. why you've been nominated for an awards, mate. Yeah. You know, is that as a as an ambassador, as a sales manager, as a sales rep, yeah. um, you're doing things, and and this is and, and I knew you before, so it's even it's even more powerful when I see it but you're doing things which other people listening to this show are not doing mm-hmm. there are people that are struggling to get appointments there are people that are struggling to get their products into displays into showrooms they're struggling to even have conversations yeah. you've to use an expression we use in our business every day you've ripped the rule book up because you do it all very differently mate yeah. didn't you is that is that just from how you are as a person is it like the, the Essex boy mentality <laughs> and I'm going to get out and get yeah. it done you know because I'm going to when we talk about inspiring others I wanted to share when we first started talking a fair few years ago and what you said to me I still remember it but but talk me through your approach because it is different mate isn't it I think in sales my personality has always been a big part of what I do from selling advertising in designer magazine back in the day to working on designer awards I've always been successful in sales because I think my personality and I've always tried to be different Mm. to everybody else I don't want to be a sheep I don't want to be just like that person always want to be different and I think the best example of that is when I applied for the job with Kalo I assumed without knowing the business there's going to be hundreds of applicants how do I make sure that my CV is top of that pile I pre-sold three displays (laughs) before I joined the company or even had the interview and presented that at my my second interview with the MD Dave and said look I've I've already sold three 
And I thought, no one's ever, no one's ever do that. Yeah. And I think that's that my mentality. That can't have helped the pro. That can't have hurt the process, no. mate. Can it? Do you know no. what I mean? I've identified, I've identified yeah. potential customers. Yeah. I've spoke to them about your products. Oh, and by the I've way, they're, they're up for it. Yeah. So you know, can we yeah. go to work? And I think that just. That's what I always do. Yeah. I try and just think outside the box, like you say, rip the rule book up and just do yeah. something different. That's it makes why me I wanted personal. to get you on though, because like, like I, I preach this in the redundancy support and the employability sessions. I do the career sessions. It's mm. about if ninety five percent of people are going to do just enough, or the the obvious bit. Yeah. If you do something different and you put that little bit more in, you put a shift in, you think about yeah. how you can stand out. You'd be in danger of getting noticed, and you and you've done that. Yeah, and and that and that leads you, I guess, to 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 where you are now, celebrating the success you're having. Mm. Every time, Charlie, I go on the LinkedIn. <laughs> this fella's like at it. He's been to this showroom, that showroom, yeah. displays in feedback here. But there's positive content, and I think taking that analogy a little bit further, all the influencers on LinkedIn will tell you, 99% of people on LinkedIn don't put content out. Mm. You know, they just absorb content or they browse through. Mate, you've got like this audience just sitting there mm. waiting for a bit yeah. of you to put stuff out. Yeah. So that's, that, that is probably more a factor in the modern sales representative, yeah. the modern sales manager, the modern business developer than ever before. Yeah. So do you, do you build that into every call? Do you have that on your radar every yeah. day? Yeah, I mean, even when I'm, you know, if I go and see a client and whether it's training on the Kalo or yeah. I want to give, I want to make them feel special. Well, you know, they've taken a lot of trust in us as a brand, in, in me to have Kalo there. You know, they, they've given us money for a display. I want to make sure that they feel special and looked after. And if I can help push their showroom on my network, on my Instagram, on my LinkedIn, if I can help big them up, if I can help share their designs or whenever they tag Kalo, I share it. it for me, that it, for yeah. me, it's the basics. Yeah. That's how I know how to sell. It's, it's, it's not just getting the deal. It's yeah. that ongoing support. And I think that's why people then consistently want to spec Kalo into designs because I've helped them, they help me. And for yeah. me, that's just how, it's how it works. Fantastic. And again, there's so much inspiration there to people that perhaps want to go out onto the road for the first time or they want to get yeah. into the industry. You've got to look at what you can offer. Yeah. And, you know, we, we haven't spoke about the technical qualities of the product. We ain't spoke about the price of the product. We haven't spoke about, about anything other than it looks really yeah. sexy. Mm-hmm. I'd quite like one. Charlie would quite like one. We all want yeah. one because it, it, it's, a, it's, it's something that you, that's desirable. Yeah. So then what you're actually telling me you're doing there is you're getting to know the business owner. Yeah. You're getting to know the, the key people in the showroom yeah. and they're trusting you. Yeah. They want to talk to you. You know, the story you told me about when you was in with someone and a couple of other reps come in and they got like jogged on and yeah. you're there like having a coffee mm. and a chat and a laugh. Um, that'd be no different to how we were downstairs. Yeah. You know, laughing about, about life, laughing about... About your, uh, my family, your family. We bumped into Harry down there. You know, he couldn't make it up. Like, my oldest son just pops yeah. along. Hello, Dad. I'm like, hello, this is Jason. And he knew who you were. Yeah. He said, oh, I've seen, I've seen yeah. you on LinkedIn. Yeah. So, like, you know, that's like... He, he said something funny as well. We were talking about, like, some other stuff. And I was saying, I was so, so it sounds so funny, Charlie. We were talking about the um, the new coffee machine. He was going, yeah, but Dad, you know, we're, we're not allowed to use it, are we? Like, <laughs> Mum, don't let us use it. And he was saying, that's the same as in my house, mate. We don't go, we don't yeah. go near those things. So... Your story, Jace, let's, let's, let's make it real, because I think we've got to make it real. Yeah. You're riding on the crest of a wave now. Yeah. You have been nominated for awards, and I think, mate, you know, you get my vote, genuinely. Appreciate it. It's why you're on the show, pal. But 
it's not always been good times for you, mate. You went through no. some, you went through a tough journey, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember our first conversation. This was pre-pandemic, I yeah. think it was. And you're like, look, you know, love what you're doing. I see you doing this. I, I want to get back into this industry, but I want to work for a manufacturer. I want to, you know, yeah. I, I want to sell to the people I've sold to before. I've got the contacts, people like me. Um, I just need someone to give me an opportunity. And mm-hmm. I thought, not many people pick the phone up to me and talk that that passionately, yeah. but with that much personality about what they can do and how they do it and yeah, wanting yeah. to get a chance. That kind of happened for you, mate. Yeah. And then, and I know you've shared this, but it was all ripped away a couple of times. So can we just, to finish off this half of the show, yeah. really focus on your story, Jason, yeah. and those challenges you've overcome and yeah. be as open and as honest as you want yeah, to be. There's no pressure, mate, all right? Yeah, no, look, it's, it's been documented. I wasn't, I wasn't scared to talk about it then, yeah. and it's certainly not the case now, but... I've always backed myself and I've found myself in a bit of a hole. Um, I, I wanted to get away from the, the magazine side of things and I wanted to kind of get back in the industry, but on the other side of the desk, really, sort of working with manufacturers and whether it was an appliance brand or furniture, I wanted to get into that side of things, which I did, um, which I got, you know, got offered a, a good opportunity. Um, no one knew that COVID was around the corner. No. Um, you know, no one had a clue what it was. Um, I remember being at, you know, working for a furniture brand um, I'm at KBB, um, and we were literally screwing the sanitizer station. It started to become real, like KBB, yeah. didn't it? Like up until that point, like January and like into February that year, it was kind of it's on the cruise ship, yeah. and there's people walking around the cruise ship, and like, oh, there's been a case here, there's been a case yeah. there, and then all of a sudden, like, like the world started to really change yeah. dramatically, yeah. and 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 for our industry. That 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 year's show was when it all changed, yeah. wasn't it? It yeah. all changed, mate. Yeah, it was that. I remember the morning of the show. It was literally the only stand that I knew or was near us that was screwing a sanitizer station onto the stand. I think partly that was why our stand was so busy yeah. because people were so terrified about the news. They were coming on the stand, washing their hands, and stopping on the stand. Mm. So we, but look, we had a great show, um, and and obviously we all know what happened after that. Mm. Covid hit. We all got told to stay at home. I was then furloughed pretty much from the show to June. Um, and unfortunately, you know, I got took on within that company to, to grow things by 30%. And obviously with what happened, mm. it was, we were the other way. So unfortunately, that, that was short-lived and I was gutted. Um, jobless again, redundant, you know. It's hard to explain how you feel at that point, oh, though, mate. Like, like you know, I, I know from clo- my, like my wife, my, my oldest son, close people in my family went through that. Yeah. And I spoke to so many people who face similar situations, mm. and we did, we, and we tried our best to help as many people as we can. I'm proud of what we did, but no one can explain unless you're dealing with it how that suddenly makes you feel because yeah. it's just taken away from mm. you. It's not your fault. It ain't. It ain't poor attendance. It's not underperformance. It's nah. not gross misconduct. Dare yeah. I say? It's like it's circumstances beyond anyone's, anyone's control in yeah. the world. So you had to pick yourself up again, mate, yeah. didn't you? It was yeah. tough, and I, and I couldn't even be. You know, I remember the phone call and it was like don't want this to happen but yeah. unfortunately like you say it's out of our control so I couldn't even be really angry with the situation it was just very very disheartening and, mm. and I kind of remember putting the phone down and just looking at my partner at the time and going that's that done then you know, where do we go now and I had to you know brush myself down as you do CV rewritten update it get it out get it out to all you guys and all the recruiters and just try and create a buzz and um, and I just thought I've seen a lot of people that lose their job and I think they can turn very negative and very sour towards yeah. industry, towards recruiters and not actually look at, even when it is their fault they've lost their job, it's yeah. someone else's fault. 
and I knew it wasn't my fault, but I thought, how do I... I need to appeal to employers and recruiters as, as, an, as not a gamble. So I thought, I can sit here feeling sorry for myself, or I can just get on with it, put food on the table, you know, get bills paid and just support my daughter, support my partner and just try and move on. So I was wanting the right job because I didn't want this situation to happen again. Yeah. I didn't want to be just going... And I did have job offers, but they weren't right. Yeah, well, yeah, it, yeah. Whether, whether the money or the product or the business or geographically, I thought, I don't want to be in that position in three months' time and then starting again. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. a conveyor belt of just every three months trying to find the right job and you bounce around. So I just thought, what can I do? And it was building sites it was mates who've got construction companies that need a help 125 pound a day rate and i think it actually helped me get out of the bubble to reevaluate what i want yeah who i want to work for and until that opportunity arises i'll just do this and it was DPD deliveries. It was. I remember, mate. You, I remember so saying, much. like, I'm knackered. I've been grafting <laughs> on site. I'm now out doing deliveries. Yeah. You know, but I'm not. I'm not. I will swear. I'm not yeah. effing giving up. I'm grafting. Do you know what I mean? you, just to you, show you, people. You were having it. Yeah. I just wanted to show you. And I thought, if I'm a recruiter and I've got a guy that's out of work and maybe redundant, what do I want to see? Yeah. I want to see someone that's hard working, that's grafting, committed. Because if they can turn up for deliveries and they can turn up for a building site, they're going to turn up for work. Yeah. And if he's passionate about that, He's going to be passionate about yeah. what he's truly passionate about. So I did document it on LinkedIn. I loved you know, it. I want a building site. I was joking, saying, oh, I can add BrickLad to my, my business card and I can add this to my business card. Just have a little bit of play on it. But I thought, I want to get my personality across, show him a grafter, and just have people go, this guy's, he's got it. Mate, mate, but it's amazing what, what you can do. I mean, like, I didn't go through it in any way like that. But, you know, until the word furlough and the word mm-hmm. bounce back loans came into my world, I was terrified. Yeah. Um, I own, like you talk about going to lockdown, I own a, bi- I own a business that makes yeah. money through people meeting each other. Yeah. It was a dark passage of play, mate, yeah. to own a recruitment business. So I had to look at different income streams. And, yeah. you know, my podcast exploded during lockdown. Um, yeah. Mate, you know this. But this man sitting here because of what happened, Charlie, during lockdown. I, I launched a digital storytelling and, yeah. and, 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 and kind of you know virtual tour business, Jones Digital, and that's still going today. On mm. and it's enabling us to bring our clients to life and recall podcasts and and, and work with this talented videographer. Yeah. But but that came from actually. Well, I've got to make something happen, mm. you know, because like, like it or not, I'm not going to be recruiting for a while, yeah. right? So, so I've got to keep going. I've got to reinvent myself. But you did that from a position of need. Yeah. You did it from a position of you, you having your little girl, having your family. Yeah. But you actually took control of your own destiny, mm. and and I think it was an example for others. And I know you kind of, you know, we won't go into too much detail, but but you also gave advice to others and saying, yeah. look, you know, you're asking me how I got back on the ride. You're asking me what I'm doing. You're too negative. Yeah. You know, you're you're showcasing yourself as someone who's got the world, like the chip on their shoulder yeah. or, or the world owes them a favour. Hiring manager, Mr. CEO, Mr. Founder, yeah. you know, they're not necessarily going to get excited about that, are no, they? And you was giving advice to others, mate, as well, yeah, weren't 100%, you? Yeah, I got, I got approached a few times and I reached out to a few people that I saw and just just wanted to kind of just make them snap out of that negativity and just sort of say, look, th- th- this is not how you're going to get back on track. This is what I did. Granted, a couple listened, a couple didn't. Yeah. I can only do what I can do. I can only say what I can say. If they don't want to take it on board, you know, I'd rather help people that want what yeah. the hell? That, that's my world, though. You, you, you know, when you when you're trying to support people, and, and I say this all the time, you know, our, our role as a recruitment business, and we're a specialist recruitment provider. We we do things the right way, but it's not to find a job for a person. No. 
That's not how we function. Yeah, yeah. We function finding a person for a job. Yeah. You know, so so it's the, it's that side that the employer comes to us with with a requirement, a must-haves, a brief, an area of expertise. Sometimes it's yeah. a passion, a personality, a cultural mm. fit. Our job's to find those people for them. 100%. So when people are registering, and we've had these conversations, mate, so you know yeah, it. Yeah. You know, most of what I do early doors is manage expectation. You know, we may not be able to find you the dream job. We may mm-hmm. not be able to find you any job. But if you work with us, I'll tell you what, you spend five minutes talking to me, you'll be more employable than you were at yeah. the start of that conversation. If I give you three pieces of advice, like you were doing to your mates, yeah. and you follow them, they're going to help you because yeah, I'm giving you skills to go and help yourself. And that level of inspiration, Jason, is why your story is so powerful. Yeah. Because when, when was it you joined Kalo and it all changed, mate? So where did you well, go, mate, from being a brickie, a DPD driver, yeah. a, a, I don't know, a vlogger yeah, on LinkedIn? Because it was all that. When, yeah. did, when did that change? When, when did the Kalo moment well, it, happen? Well, it was another moment. Then, then obviously then I got another job. And then that, unfortunately... Went away as well. That, that lost. So, that. so a double bang. So a double bang. Yeah. That wasn't more redundancy. That was more just they just weren't using me for what I was yeah. good at. You know, I was kind of because it was COVID times. It was very much I was stuck in my bedroom on a computer sifting through dead leads. I'll like, see you a bit like a caged animal that's there, not, mate. Like, that's I'll not see, what I'm about. Like, I'll, I'll see you like pr- yeah, caged, prowling. Like. And you kind of get let go because it's not worked out. And it's like, well, it's not worked out because of, of, you've yeah. not let me do anything. So I went back on the building site, back yeah. to DVD for the second time. Like, can I come and do well, a At least I re eyed you, mate. Yeah. Like, you well, know, I was going to be job. I was, I was for, for, for not a, a guy that's not got qualifications building. They, they sent me back in a heartbeat. Yeah. But, um, but again, there was no, no negativity. It was straight back to that. And let's, yeah. let's go again. And I think all that consistency that I had talking about the building sites and DPD, I knew it was going to get noticed at some point. And then obviously, I think KB Review did Save Our Skills. Yeah. Um, Andrew put me on the website, got me on there, um, and this is kind of where the stars started aligning. And, and, and um, Stephen Johnson at KUKA mm. every week would share four or five different profiles on his page. He shared me. Neil, my sales director, who you know well, um, saw my profile, was in the southeast, picked up the phone, spoke to me, and it was that unique product that I wanted to work with. Mm. It was in my head, it was what I wanted. And I remember I remember ringing my dad up and saying, I've been approached by this job, what do you think? I sent him the link and he ran me up and he went, that's got your name all over it. Yeah. This is a bit and of that, But that, that's how I see, you know, that, that's how I see the, what you're doing at the moment. It just really works. <laughs> yeah. But but how good is that? You talk about how the industry comes together yeah. there. You know, I, I work with Stephen on redundancy support yeah. and, you know, really, really, I was job club, keep, keeping people positive, yeah. you know, other other leaders as well. I'm a saddler, so I work with David yeah. Walcott on, yeah. on Saddle Up. And, you know, there's two individuals there mm. that, that really, really made a difference. Sponsor of this show, big shout out to MH, MHK Holding UK, Marcel. You know, yeah. he was really supportive of what I was doing. Yeah. So was Stephen. And with that support, we've carried on a brilliant relationship mm. where, where we keep our podcast going, we showcase MHK, we showcase Marcel, but they gave a lot to the industry yeah. to try and protect it. Yeah. Because what was happening happening there we're in danger of losing some really good people forever yeah and, and that's that i think is where i love the story jason because yeah. you're open you're talking about what's gone well you're talking about what what you wanted to achieve hadn't worked out yeah you went down once 
you got yourself back mm. in. You went down again, mate. Yeah. You've been put down twice. Yeah. So three times, you know, yeah. TKO, you've got yourself yeah. back in and you're doing something fantastic. Yeah. Mate, that is such a good first half of this episode. Great. Thank you as well no, for being you. so honest you're and welcome. open because that, I think, is a massive inspiration that's going to hit all the listeners, mate. I hope so. Top Hope man. someone. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, are you ready? The digital revolution is no longer a spectator sport. It's game on. The magical art of storytelling is the future. Social, content, branding, podcasts, video marketing and virtual 360 tours. This is Jones Digital. Okay, welcome back to the podcast. Episode four, I'm joined from Jason Key. He's told us the Kalo story. He's told us his story. And it's a real example of battling back for adversary adversary during what was one of the most challenging passages of play, our industry, Mm. the economy, the country, and the world's ever seen. But this section, Jason, (laughs) it's called Glory Glory, Tottenham Hotspur. What's that? Which perhaps, is, perhaps isn't well-timed. So I'm going to get you in a good mood, mate. Look at that camera there and say hello to Grace. Hi, Grace. All right, Grace. Daddy's on the podcast. Yeah. Daddy's not in a good mood because no. Tottenham got turned over. Um, no. Let's talk about what Grace is doing because women's football exploded in the summer. You yeah. know, I probably cheered on the Lionesses in their tournament more than I did the men's team out in Qatar. Um, in fact, I know I did, mate. Yeah. But then, you know, we see... And, I, and this is where LinkedIn is so powerful and social is so powerful. I don't know you, little girl. Yeah. I, you know, we've not met in person before yeah. today. We've spoke yeah. loads of times. But I feel I know she plays football and mm. I know she's doing well. Tell, tell everyone what she's up to, mate. So I think it's a yeah. great story for women's girls football. So she didn't start playing football till she was nine years old. Mm. And at 14, which she's in a couple of weeks, on the 21st of March, she finds herself playing really, really high up at football. She's just took to it like a duck to water. She was in the garden, I remember, when she was nine years old. And she, she did a little bit of singing. She did a bit of dancing. She won this, won that. She wouldn't stick to anything. And I was like, these hobbies just keep coming yeah, and going, yeah. coming and going. I don't uh, want to do another polo, polo nah, show. I don't want to nah, go ballet again. Horse riding, too yeah. expensive. Let's get yeah. away from that. And, and, <laughs> and she was in the garden and I saw her just kicking a ball. And, um, and she went to me, I'm going to hit the crossbar three times in a row. And she did it. And I was like, I can't do that. Did you try? No. 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 <laughs> and, and she did it. And I was like, you're like a centre half, mate. You're like, you I was a centre half. Like, yeah. You kicked in things, mate. I was yeah. a centre half. Yeah. Probably scored more yeah. own you goals than normal goals. You could put it right over the crossbar yeah. into the neighbour's yeah. garden. Rose said, as they said, that yeah. was my best tactic. And um, and I just thought, let's just. I said to her, do you like football? Yeah. I mean, we, we, she's a Spurs fan, like I am. Yeah. Like we love it. Um, I wasn't going to let her go down your route. <laughs> yeah. Which, for, uh, for the benefits, yeah. the benefits of people listening on audio, that was pointing straight towards the other part of North London, Charlie yeah. Hula. And, um, Ch- Charlie Guna Hula. And I took her to her first little training session, like a little kids' fun session, and she just had something. And the coach said to me, she's got good natural ability. And I was like, well, how long has she been playing for? I went, two weeks. <laughs> and his name was me to say yeah. since she was four or five. And then roll on four or five years, she's, um, she, she plays locally on, uh, on a Sunday. Um, for Colchester City, which yeah. is a local team, but she plays a year up, so she's playing with 15 year olds at 14. Go on, guys. Um, and she's also. What position is she, mate? She's a striker. Oh, yeah, so she's a forward. She's, we she's go. pacey. She's a whippet. She's yeah. a, bit like, a bit like Rashford. Really, really fast. Calm head. Good finishing. Um, really popular with all the teams. She's a good, good personality. Very much hope she gets that from me. And she, um, she plays. Used to have Colchester United. 
and now she's at Ipswich Town. Fair play. <clears> so mate. yeah, she's played. You know, she's played West Ham, Watford. Fair play. Stevenage, Brighton. We played in the tournament, yeah. Norwich City, and she's just. So it's great that women's football. Like, I was flicking through Sky, and I'm like, how can Brighton and Chelsea be playing tonight? Because like Chelsea have just just beat beat thing in the in the Europe. Can, and I'm like, oh my gosh, women's football. Yeah. And like, I'll be honest, it was more it was more interesting in your game last night. You yeah, know, the, the, yeah. the women's football. But it's just great to see it. Like even Fulham on a, on a much smaller scale. Um, you know, they've played a couple of women, or certainly played one women's game back at Craven Cottage again yeah. now, and they're, they're 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 quite down in the leagues. But I've I've worked not that closely, but I've sponsored Lewis Football Club before. I sponsored Michael, a friend of our families, when he was yeah. playing for Lewis full time. And you know, seeing the work they do with you know women's football, and men's yeah, yeah. football, I think it's such a it's such an untapped market which we saw the potential of with what Huge. the Lioness has done, mate. You must be buzzing for Grace. Yeah. I, Grace, I wish you all the luck for the season. I'm going <laughs> to ask your old man to keep me updated. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Spurs or not? Oh, what do we talk about? Well, it's not up to you, mate. It's not positive, it's... I'll tell you that. It's not a positive spin on this podcast. Tottenham's not the way to go, but look, football's a football. All these, every club gets up times, down times, you know. I mean, look, your lot, two seasons ago, wanted him out, and you were, you know, we, we pictured the fourth. Yeah. Now look, when we recorded season five, Fulham, Fulham were a championship team, yeah. mate. We, we we've got out of that league. We've lost to Tottenham twice. We've lost to Arsenal once. We play yeah. Arsenal this weekend. Uh, those results will be known by the time yeah. this episode goes out. But I look at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. I think Chaz and Dave, right? I think Glenn Odell, one of the greatest players to ever grace this planet, yeah. this earth. Um, I think of you know the the team with Lineker and Gaza, and you know, and then you look at the modern Tottenham and. There's always the Levy factor. There's the ch- there's the the change of the White Hart Lane Stadium to the new ground. Yeah. I know the ground's like Disneyland, right? Yeah. I know it's like Disneyland. It's an amazing experience. If it's up for it, I imagine the atmosphere is frightening. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't feel it last night, mate. And that was a must-win game. I didn't feel it last Not night. Not just last night. I mean, me and my daughter have been to probably seven, eight, nine games yeah. this season. And it's just, it's just flat. Yeah. We never I'll start you, if you want whistle. to take something positive away, you've beat Fulham home and away. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. so, so that's something. We sell West Ham fans now. Well, we beat Spurs twice. Yeah. Not, many, not many teams have done that to us this year. We're kind of punching well above our weight. But, no, you do but, well. but, but, from, but from your perspective, what would you see? Ownership change, management change? What, what was... I think the problem with Tottenham is it's, there's a massive disconnect yeah. between everything, really. There's a big disconnect between the fans, there's a big disconnect between them and the, the owner. I don't feel Conte's the right man for the job. And I was talking to you about Arsenal. I think Arteta was under pressure, but he had a clear philosophy and a clear plan yeah. that the board were backing. And it was just a process of getting from here to there. And you've got there. And now, look, you're top of the league and you're smashing it. The thing with Tottenham is Tottenham's always been based on, like you say, flair. You know, Hoddle, yeah. you know, Klinsman, Ginolas, all these guys that I was love watching as a kid. Teddy Sheringham's, like, all these players. We've now got a manager in who, you know... When we had Pochettino, it was that flair football. That was the moment. We might it? have lost when... four. We might have lost three two, or we might. But we'd always go out fighting, or we'd smash teams and we'd obliterate yeah. them. Pochettino at the time should have got backed when we got to the Champions League final. He said, "You know, we've got a fantastic stadium," and his analogy was, "We've got IKEA furniture." Basically, a rebuild needed. Started the season, didn't spend the penny, got the sack. If they'd have just backed him. We could have probably had an Alex Ferguson on our hands for 10, 15, yeah. 20 years. I, th- I, think, I, think he's a, I think he's a quality act, mate. And that, that season you're talking about, I know we were talking about downstairs, Charlie, yeah. before you popped down, but I still don't understand. No, Marcel's going to hate me saying this because he's such a big Ajax fan. But like, how did you beat Ajax no in idea. that game? No idea. Like, 
they, they were just so good, mm. but you won. Yeah. And 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 I think it's it's moments like that in football that that, that you hold on to. And um, uh, right now, I think yeah, okay, the, the club's big enough. Yeah. They, they will need changes. They'll need they'll need leadership changes without yeah. a doubt. They'll need players in and out, and 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 it's where they go with it. Yeah. Um, the fella who's doing so well up at Newcastle, mate, Eddie yeah. Al, I couldn't yeah. see him fitting really well yeah. in at your club. I could see him fitting in at Fulham, but I think he's proved himself bigger than that now. I don't know if you get someone like that out. I don't know if you get Potch back, but I don't even know if Conte could turn it all round. Maybe uh, I don't I, know. I mean, but the, the interviews I saw last night is. He's gone. Was it? He, there's but, no but, interest I mean, to stay. You mentioned something as well, mate, and I'll finish it off on this section. But yeah, you know when you talk about like the fans and the disconnect. For the when we played at the cottage on a Monday night, um, just don't last month, and we bossed it, Fulham. Mm. Like we really should have scored two or three, yeah. but we didn't. Mm. Okay, but during that time when we had all the possession, you yeah. know, the fans were like very anti anti league. Like they were Levy out. They yeah. were kind of really loud on it. Yeah. Kane scored a wonder goal, which yeah. was the only shot you had. Yeah. Like Kane scored a wonder goal. That was it. That was the game over. But it never really transferred the away end to be like really, really like they used to be. Like nah. I used to hate it when Tottenham come to the cottage because it was like, oh, here we go. I win the Spurs yeah. really slow. Like you know, this is all we're going to hear all through the game. You know? yeah. It just weren't that kind of away support. And you nicked a one 0 win, so yeah. it was different. But I think, look, mate, look. You've overcome loads of your professional career. Yeah. Football is not meant to be. It's, it's the hope <laughs> that kills you. Um, I'm a Fulham fan, so I'm happy to be above fourth bottom, and if I think yeah. we're safe. So, so let's hope Tottenham turns good. But let's more importantly, so. let's hope Grace keeps knocking the goals yeah, in. Yeah. And if you don't get, if you don't start enjoying yourself at the lane, you have got Sunday and Saturday football with yeah, your little yeah. girl, mate, haven't you? Yeah, and I, I, my partner as well. Obviously, that's Sean uh, Cameron. So, Sean. so Sean Cameron, he's an Arsenal fan as well. So. Even at home, I've got an Arsenal fan in the, in oh, the house. Mate, I, I married in, I, I married into a family of Chelsea fans. Yeah. Right. So, so my, so my wife, my wife, we're both from Fulham, but, but I'm from a Fulham family. She's from a Chelsea family in Fulham. Both teams playing Fulham, but that era, like our old man and, and father yeah, yeah. and all. They kind of you kind of supported both because we never like, you know it was kind of the dump like, you sort of went to both. Um, I went to Chelsea as a kid, but I was always yeah. a Fulham fan, and, and, and that that's my team. So, but I know what it's like, mate. I, I do know what it's like. Yeah. At the moment, I, I, up until recently, I'm sending my brother-in-law texts all the time. You seen the league table? Yeah, like, you know, yeah. I'll take my nephew to the game again. So he really don't want to <laughs> don't want to watch you lot lose. Um, they've started to come good again. But Jace, look, glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur. I wish you we'll all the best. You'll you'll come again. Good luck this season, Grace, take and care. to all the family, mate. All yeah, right. cheers, thank you. So, every episode, we wrap the show up <clears throat> by asking them, Jace, to give three words of advice. You've, you've given a real inspirational story. You've got everyone excited about a brand, uh, Kato, which yeah. I think everyone's excited about anyway. Yeah. Um, but if you were talking to your younger self, you were talking to people back in the day, or, or just now, in the here and now, and I asked you to encapsulate three words of advice to inspire our stars of the future. What would you say, mate? Um, I think for me, look, going through my journey, um, I think having a plan, I think knowing who you are, what you want to do, where you want to do it, having a plan is going is to massively stop you making the wrong turns, give you a focus, um, be different. My biggest thing, I be different. Don't be the same as every other person. Find a bit of uniqueness about yourself and, and, and be confident enough to run with it. And with all that, be consistent. Just keep doing what you're doing, like I've done with Kalo. You know, if I remember the first time I walked into a Kalo show, a showroom and I said, oh, I'm from Kalo. Who? What? What's Kalo? Rolled on two years. Yeah. Everyone knows who Kalo is. Yeah. And that's just that consistency. 
through everything. So yeah, I think that's the, the three things I'd say. Plan. Three powerful bits of advice. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll summarise. You know, plan. Mm. Yeah, have a plan. Know who you are yeah. and have a plan that reflects who you are. Do something different, which yeah. is going to stand you out in an overcrowded market yeah. of school leavers, college leavers, uni leavers, job mm. seekers. You know, it doesn't matter what level you're coming in at, it's overcrowded. Yeah. There'd be people that crawl over broken glass who punch yeah. you out of the way to get the opportunity. 100%. You've got to try and do it. And then, I love that bit at the end about belief and consistency. Mm. You've got to believe the next conversation could be the big one. You've got to believe the next application. 100%. You said something about when you like you sent it to your old man, like, fancy this one. He come back, he went, it's got your name all over it, mm. son. Yeah. You need a support network around yeah. that tells you that. Um, but you've got to believe in yourself, yeah. mate. And I honestly think your story is inspirational. So thank, thank you, you so much for coming on the Appreciate show. It. Thanks, um, mate. You enjoyed the podcast? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, yeah you're gonna, you're, first yeah. one down. Well, there you go, mate. You, yeah. Mate, listen, you know, you broke your virginity now. No, no, so it's, no. uh, it's, it's all systems go. Yeah. I think um, I wanted to get you on for so many different reasons. And there's the, there's an authentic, there's an authenticness about you which transcends everything you do. There's a personality in any Energy, which is missing from a lot of lot of industry and a lot of businesses, which I see. And you're working with a brand or for a brand that, that have got a very unique founder. Yep. There, there's, there's a real design-led, but the philosophy around it I really like. Yep. So thank you so much for no, coming down with Essex. It. We'll send you away with some lunch in your belly. We've no, got no. a little place I know just along the coast. Charlie, what a great guest, eh? Happy days, boys. Happy days. What a great guest. Ladies and gentlemen, before we wrap up the episode, I've just got to um, give a special mention to someone on the journey here today. I spoke to one of our clients. Um, He knows who he is. I can't name him. Um, But he told me that his son is now facing brain surgery. And it was, uh, he's only 15, 16 years of age. And it was one of the most kind of, it's one of those moments when you you think you're a bit stressed and I think I'm busy. And do you know what I mean? And then like, you know, I just said, how are you, mate? You know, and he said, well, to be honest, um, not that good. And and it just kind of reminded me how, how what's important in life. And I think that if we can make our show enjoyable, fun, yeah. and, and something to listen to, that's a great that's a great morning's work. But if I can be there to, to say you know thoughts and prayers are with you, they are. Um, it's still very raw. It's still very new. But I just wanted to say that publicly, um, Jason. I have no doubt when you're next in this studio, you will be an award winning sales manager. <laughs> what are you up for? Uh, best rep. Yeah, yeah well, you'll, be, rep. you'll be you'll be you'll be an award-winning sales yeah. rep, mate. Because I, 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 I can't see anyone who would come near you just on general personality, <laughs> general energy. Thank you. Um, I know that's a little bit sad to end the show, but that was the Foyne Jones show, episode four of season six. Thank you so much to our sponsor Marcel. We will see you next week with another episode. Charlie, always a pleasure, never a chore, mate. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as I said, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out next week's episode as we will keep inspiring our stars of the future.